0: What's up, folks? This is the Joe and Brian Show. We're your hosts, Joe. And Brian. We're a couple guys from Indiana, keeping it real, talking <laughs> about the shit we love most sports and whatever else we can conjure up. Well, Brian, uh, without further ado, to start it off, I uh, think we got to start somewhere. Yeah, we do. Uh, last night, uh,
1: the Cubs and Nationals played their game. What was the game? Game four. Game four. So Strasburg pitched seven innings strong. Yeah. And game five is tonight. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, the Yankees came back from a 2 0 deficit to the Indians. And that, I mean, that's kind of big news because the Indians blew a uh, three, 3 1 lead. Yeah. In the, one world lead series. Last year in the World Series. Absolutely. And on the other side of baseball, and the Red Sox manager, John Farrell got fired.
0: Yeah, I did see that. Brad Ausmus <laughs> apparently at the top of the list uh potential candidates. So we'll okay. see how that plays out. Yeah, we will.
1: Um, and then in U.S. soccer, we got, you know, the big news in U.S. <laughs> soccer, we got knocked out in the qualifying round for the World Cup. Yeah.
0: So, a lot of people know. disappointed about that. Oh, definitely a lot of people
1: disappointed. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it myself, you know, because we, I feel like we put not as much into U.S. soccer as we expect to get out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we, yeah, we sort of talked about that the other day where, you know, all these other youth sports we, we see, and even, even professional sports especially, we see the development, we see the the domestic product that we have and how strong it is. Definitely, yeah. And yet we we see so many people talking about this embarrassment that we're not getting, you know, that we're not qualifying for the World Cup. You know, I get where you know we think we have the best athletes in the world. Uh, we think we're the best in all those those measures, but uh, we're just not the best at that. And that's okay.
1: Yeah, and I I think we should you know kind of tamper our disappointment in it because of what I don't like. I said I don't think we put enough into it.
0: Well, football tonight, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Panthers and the Eagles play tonight. They're both yeah. four and one.
0: Ought to be a good game.
1: Yeah, it's really actually it's kind of surprising that Carolina's four and one at this point. As rough as Cam Newton started out, and I mean, Christian McCaffrey is highly touted rookie, and he hasn't. I won't say that he's done bad, but he hasn't really proved to be what we thought he would be at this point already. I didn't think he'd be
0: it, but you know it's yeah. gonna gonna be interesting too. You know, uh, football. We, you know, we got to talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's gonna happen with the anthem? And you know, we have the whole the the mess that is Roger Goodell's mixed signals. The messages coming coming out.
1: Really, I th- I think we have mixed
0: signals from about
1: most of the NFL on yeah. the, on it, between NFL and NFLPA, the players and and the owners. I think there's kind of a, a big misunderstanding both ways. And it's yeah. really hard to it's really hard to gauge it, honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Um I, but then again, I don't know. Maybe personally, I I could see it kind of losing its
1: I I could see it losing trying to find my word not credibility but it it loses its after a while it gets old like it's old news after a while and it kind of they're just not thinking about it so everybody gradually starts standing up and it's just kind of like this lost thing
0: potentially but I I don't I I think it also just really depends on what the public keeps doing with it you know if we keep getting you know uh, tweets about it from Trump uh, if we keep having yeah, the, the outcry of these, you know, protesters, uh, you know, who are now uh, boycotting the NFL, then, you know, who knows? That'll keep adding, I suppose, fuel to the fire. That'll just keep going. And, and I don't know if wh- what's going to come first, you know, some sort of thing where they, um, you know, a measure where maybe they don't play the, the anthem or, or they won't let the athletes on the field 4th Anthem, they'll play that before. Um, maybe something like that happens before players will stop. Uh, you know, that might be an NFL solution as a, a way to sort of mitigate this. Um, but even that, I mean, that just seems like a direct... It's still not working with the players. That seems like a way to just mitigate and mm-hmm. rip the floor out from underneath what they're trying to do. No, so that makes it even more messy.
1: It definitely does. And I, I get... I definitely get where the players where everybody's coming from with it personally i mean this country is is a great country we i definitely am all for being able to speak your mind do what you think is right i mean free speech it is what it is but i think i would like to see personally i I would like to see the players use other other areas of their platform because they have a, a very big platform. I think they could use another area of their platform, whether it's post-game, talking with me, actually talking, whatever it is, I think they could use a different platform to get their point across ju- equ- just as well as they are right now and not take a dig at... The other side, which, because there's a you know there's a ton of people that are totally for standing for the national anthem, obviously. Otherwise, you wouldn't have this huge giant split. And I, I, at some point, I think you, you kind of got to meet each other in the middle, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely think uh, tr- trying to find other ways to use a platform is an. Uh, might be the go-to approach now just because of the way that it's been so hijacked um you know Mm -hmm. what's trying to be accomplished has been so unfairly hijacked the last few things i got on this and and i I definitely think it's interesting is for the people who you know especially the ones that say that this is um a symbol of disrespect especially to the flag to the flag itself it's interesting when you look at the you know from the u.s government ourselves the the um our actual flag, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm Our flag sure. ordinance. like right. So this is a, it's a public law on the books about how to respect the flag. Yeah. And some of the things that are listed on there is that, um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the flag code. A flag should never be carried flat or horizontally. So that's broken every NFL game when they have it draped across that field. True. So that's, that's one way that the flag, according to the U.S. flag code, is already being uh, dis, uh, disrespected. A flag should never be used as wearing apparel. So you any of your t-shirts, bathing t- you know, towels that you have, things like that that we have. Uh, according to flag code, that's all disrespectful. Um, a flag is to never be used for advertising purposes in any manner whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely something that we've skirted uh, in the past. Uh, another one: No part of the flag should ever be used in athletic uniform.
1: I saw baseball socks <laughs> with the American players.
0: Exactly. You know, it says that the flag represents a living country, so it's you know it is interesting, kind of just. And those are just some of the the things that the flag code lists. But um, you know, the certain people who are talking about boycotting the NFL, it is interesting to see how many of them are unaware of this flag code, or you know. Break these other signs of um, supposed respect for the flag, um, but choose that this is this is the the most disrespectful part of it. Right.
1: But I, d- I think it's just beca- all the other all the other things that you just brought up are they're not the people you know doing it. It's it's a, it's an article of clothing, or it's a, or it is a flag itself. This is true. And I think people overlook that. But when it's a person doing something, then I think it becomes a bigger issue in people, in in the eyes of the people.
0: True. Well, time will only tell, you know. But speaking of football, uh, definitely some something I wanted to bring up. I want to get your thoughts on Dak Prescott. You know, what's a what? What are you thinking uh, here? Where America's we're, team, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of America and football, you know, got to go with the Cowboys. Tough loss this past weekend. Trying to get it back. This one, we're almost a year and a half into his, you know, season.
1: How great is Aaron Rodgers, though?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very, very great.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely one of the best, probably. But as far as Dak Prescott goes, um, you know, I think think he can be – he's very good. I think he's very composed when he – in the pocket, he knows when to scramble. He knows he knows what he's doing in that offense especially, and, but like like you saw in the Broncos game, when the running game is able to be shut down, Zeke rushed for uh, I think eight yards in that game. Uh, yeah, eight or nine. So I c- I think
0: nine might have been at that, that point. Play. It but doesn't matter. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah,
1: but um, yeah. So when they shut down the Dallas Cowboys running game, when a team is able to do that, I think and the Broncos I think kinda put that blueprint out and now granted. The Broncos you can't as a uh, other teams, you don't have the personnel. You don't have the players that the Broncos have. That in because their players fit their scheme so well and they do such a good job at just doing their job in that scheme. And when Somebody shuts down the Dallas Cowboys running game. I think you see Dak Prescott struggle because they lose their play action ability. And I think you see him, he's not, he can't just stand back there in the pocket. Now, of course, there's, I don't know if there's any quarterback right now other than maybe, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees that can really go out and win a game, score a ton of points without their running game yeah. other than those guys but I think Dak Prescott if you see any deficiency is he definitely struggles when his running game struggles because I think it makes him a little bit I don't think he's good at being one dimensional in that offense or that offense when it becomes one dimensional Dak Prescott struggles when the defense knows what's coming I just don't think he's composed enough for that yet
0: you know, you know, and it's interesting too. Um, not not to say that you're necessarily saying this, but I think a lot of people, the casual fan, might look say, "Wow, Cowboys are two and three. You know, last year they were thirteen and three. Obviously, tore it up. You know, uh, I think they looked at you know Dak four four interceptions on all last year. They'll look and say, "He's already at four now." You know, five games in, he has as many interceptions as, as he did last year. Mm-hmm. They look his completion percentage down by about five percent. So, the casual fan might look and just say, like, this, you know, Dak's really struggling. But I think if you look, man, I mean, talk about a sophomore slump. He's had 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, and still 62% completion. He's on, that's on track for 35 touchdowns through the year th- and 13 picks. Definitely not a bad stat line no. for your second year in the league. Now, completion percentage, as I said, that's down. The yards per attempt, that's down. And his quarterback rating's down. Rushing yards for him is up. And, I mean, I, I, th- I think you hit the, the nail right on the head when you talked about, you know, these numbers that are down, what's some of the things driving it? Well, they've had some changes to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Zeke, obviously not putting up the kind of, – if anything, he's the one with the sophomore slump. You know, he's where the yeah, numbers I'm have sure. really, you know, rushing first, just a little over three yards per carry. The touchdowns aren't there. The threat that he posed just isn't there. And, honestly, now we're getting the news that he will serve this six-game suspension, yeah. and it's looking as if it's it's going to be this year. Uh, You know, where that leaves them, you know, I don't know.
1: Darren, um, I mean, the, and they have two proven backups. They have Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris. I think both of those guys definitely <clears> – <throat> neither one of them can carry a team. Neither one of them can be a workhorse by themselves anymore but I think if you got a committee back there at this point those two guys and you throw in another body I don't know who else they have on their roster or who they might bring in at this point now but I think a committee with those two guys in it can handle the workload that Zeke was getting by himself
0: definitely some of this awkward silence part out. No, yeah. Um, but I mainly wanted to go back and look. Uh, you know, so so I want to check this stat line too um, and just kind of put it into comparison. For two seasons, two first rookie years, right, is rookie and sophomore year, 64.1% and then 63.1. 26 touchdowns each year, 10 interceptions, 9 interceptions. Respectively, you know who I'm talking about.
1: I don't at the moment.
0: Russell Wilson. Yeah. Now you compare that. We had Dak last year, 66%, 23 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. So far this year, 11 4 for 62. I, it, it's early. But if I, you know, I could definitely see him taking a Russell Wilson trajectory where he is that type of player. Yep. that's not a bad place to be. <laughs> no, no, you know, definitely Daz not a bad can place. Definitely to sleep be. easy if they have, you know, this generation's Russ. Right. Um, but only time will tell, I suppose.
1: It helps. I mean, both of those teams have great rosters. I other, I mean, <laughs> at this point, Russell Wilson. I almost said Westbrook. Russell Wilson's offensive line is not is not very
0: good. Yeah. West Brooks isn't that great either. <laughs> well. Non-existent <some> might say. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. But you know, speaking of quarterbacks, uh rookie sophomore years, what are you thinking about the rookie class this year? Um, you know, really I like
1: I think Patrick Mahomes is really intriguing to me and he hasn't even I mean, he's yeah. taken a regular. He hasn't taken a regular season snap because he doesn't need to. Alex Smith is <laughs> having a great year. Yeah, probably his best year of his career. I would imagine. Without it. Yeah, definitely. But Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the Chiefs were. I I think the Chiefs were genius by snagging him because he. It's not like the Mitchell Trubisky, um, Glennon situation where you're yeah. thinking about playing him. It's you got time. Yeah. To sit there and groom, groom him. Yeah. Exactly. And uh but I think he's a guy with a lot of talent. I mean, because he's very mobile, but he well, doesn't. He's kind of a gunslinger. Too. No, he's, he's got he that, that Brett Favre kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he he'll be exciting. When once, the time comes. Yeah, when the time comes for him. But Deshaun Watson has obviously been very good, very surprising. Honestly, in my eyes. Oh, hundred percent. I I thought he would struggle a little bit, and I thought he would. Maybe w- look with the you know the complexity of NFL defenses. I thought maybe he would look to scramble a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe not sit back in the pocket, but he's been as composed as yeah, I mean, people are com- saying his composure is as good as Tom Brady's at this point. Yeah, and, and you know that's h- very high praise for a guy that's played. What what week are we in?
0: Five. Uh, yeah, it's going to be week six coming. So in. yeah.
1: For a guy and he started
0: playing, only five games. He's played in all six, but he's only started the five. Right. So. No, I'm sorry. He started four. Four, played four, in yes. Yeah.
1: But nonetheless, I, that's so, very high praise oh, for playing yeah. that many games. And but he's earned it. Yeah. I mean, five touchdowns accounted for five touchdowns in two games. No, no, no. Ten touchdowns. Five. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is a,
0: it's a that's a lot of points. Exactly. Well, and I mean, and even aside from that too, everything we see, you know, the the, the teammates, you know, his locker room loves him. He's oh, already, yeah. you know, the, the leadership that they talk about at such an early age is, is phenomenal. And even, you know, watching his games, watching him play. It, it's incredible just to see this excitement. You know, it's preseason, you know, not preseason, but, you know, it's pregame. You know, he's running around, he's dancing, you know, just big smile, he's happy to be there. He brings this energy to the locker room that that, I mean, that's going to bring something even beyond the X and O's. Oh, definitely, um, especially
1: now with Watt going down and Whitney Merciless, yeah, both for the year. And those are two huge, probably I would imagine, I know obviously J.J. Watt is the leader in the locker room, but I would imagine Whitney Merciless is as well now. And having them go down and, I mean, having a guy like Deshaun Watson because they haven't had a guy at the quarterback position which is your natural leader on a team. Yeah. Um but now they have one and I you know it's it's scary and now Jacksonville is looking up. Jacksonville's defense Leonard is looking Fournette. very wow. strong and Leonard Fournette on the offense. I don't know if <laughs> Blake Bortles can keep mm. keep not losing them games. It will they we'll they need that. a long-term
0: solution. Yeah, it's and, not him.
1: you know you've heard people talk about Eli Manning possibility with the Tom Coughlin connection back to the Giants. Because the Giants are true in shambles right now. Yeah, and you know, it's tough telling, but there's you know it's hard telling. I doubt Eli Manning gets traded, especially at Ben McAdoo's line on the or job on the line. Well, I mean it's not really his decision, but.
0: But you know, one other one other rookie quarterback that I do want to talk about as well. You know, I'm a big Notre Dame guy. I love my my golden blue. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, much to the much to that uh, Deshaun, or, yeah Deshaun Kaiser. <clears throat> uh, I was worried of this even coming into the season. I was worried even before he was drafted to Cleveland. I just had a sort of gut feeling. This guy had bust <laughs> written all over him. Now he does have. I, I feel that he has a ton of arm talent. I think the jury's in though. I, I'm ready. I'm I, I'm juror number four, and I have my verdict. <laughs> Bust already. Bust already. I'm calling it. I see. I'm not ready
1: to call it. You know. I think you saw what Hugh Jackson did for a couple years there as Cincinnati Bengals offense coordinator. He really had Andy Dalton in the Bengals offense clicking and i think you give them time now to build this team from the ground up and i think i wish they had another quarterback and they're going with kevin hogan now at this point they they went ahead and they benched kaiser i wish they had another quarterback where they didn't have to start kaiser at the beginning of the season could have really groomed (coughs) him. but i hope you know i hope kaiser is able to sit back for However long he sits back, it's hard telling if he'll sit there, sit down for a couple of weeks, or if it'll be the rest of the season, or how long it'll be. They're not really playing for anything at this point. No. They're 0 5 already. (laughs) Yeah. So I think Hugh Jackson could do something with Kaiser because he is by far. I don't know how he is. I don't know what his mentality is like. I don't know if he's got it upstairs, but and i mean that's a big deal in in the nfl but he definitely is the most he's the best physical specimen that the browns have had at quarterback in a long time he is i mean you look at the guy and he's big he's strong he's got a great strong arm throws a beautiful spiral he can i'm i think he can make all the throws it's wh- it's just I think it's footwork. I think it's mental. I, I think that's where the boxer at is—is his is mental, the mental part of the game. And he's only played four, four games, five games, five games, five yeah. games. So I think there's a lot for him
0: to learn yet, being as young as he is. And the landing in Cleveland certainly mm-hmm. didn't help his case. Uh, you know, but well, uh, you know, here somebody's
1: a- got to turn that franchise around eventually. It'll happen eventually.
0: So let me ask you this. Yes or no? Yes or no, Johnny Manziel, bust? Well, yeah. I mean, it takes no asking. Kaiser has a uh, 7% less completion rate. So he's throwing the ball less accurate than Johnny Manziel and has fewer touchdowns than Manziel did in fewer attempts. In more attempts, I'm sorry. So Manziel had more touchdowns than Kaiser with fewer attempts.
1: Okay, but the root, why it, do you consider Johnny Manziel a bust? He was awful. <laughs> yeah. Awful on the field. Both. Awful off the field. More awful off the field than he was on. The f- True. He Which see, could have been Deshaun Kaiser right now and d- d- had the chance to continue improving.
0: No, that he would have been out of a job because he was unable to, <laughs> to play. He would have just been less of a distraction. See see that's what's the guiding see that's what's gonna help Kaiser stay a, a little bit longer. That's what's gonna help him overstay his welcome.
1: A little is bit. that
0: compared to this awful <laughs> taste that Johnny football <laughs> left in the mouth of these Clevelanders and the rest of the world and football fans?
1: They're going to see and it was awful.
0: They're going to see Kaiser and not be ready to call him a bust just like that because it could always be Manzel. But I'm going to look and say like he's performing worse than Manzel did. It's just he's not crazy. <laughs> he's mature. <laughs> so that kind of carries him and creates this sort of but. uh facade that's going to allow him to play a little longer than I think he should.
1: He has Granted, his his stats are not as good as Johnny Manziel's, but I don't think stats tell the whole story. I mean, look at the Colts' defense. For example, the Colts' defense is right at the bottom of the league. But if you do the eye test with him, is the Colts' defense better than it was last year? Yeah. No, it definitely is. Yeah, 100 percent, definitely is. They're still missing a lot there, but it's way better than it was last year. And but th- the stats doesn't tell you the whole story. Fair enough. So with Kaiser, I think I think you got to give him a little bit of time. I mean, you have to be willing to take the chance, take the risk on a guy that looks like he's physically able to do the job of an NFL quarterback. But you gotta give them time mentally. I mean, there's a big. If you think the jump from JV football in high school to varsity football, that you talk, any high schooler will tell you, the speed of the game and the complexity of the game jumps by a whole bunch. Yeah. Well, then jump from high school to D1 football in college, and then jump from that. To the NFL, where people don't make mistakes, they make mistakes, but not very
0: rare. Or it's very rare. Yeah, and it's not the same type of mistakes. And everybody
1: is the best athlete that you can possibly play in that sport. It's been yeah.
0: So people have been I mean, weeded out for sure, <clears throat> definitely. Well, you know, it's we're week six, so it's early. You know, it's not quite our halfway point in the season, but I just want r- r- quick hot takes. Any early Super Bowl picks? Early uh, early MVP. You got a rookie of the year. You got anything like that for us?
1: I mean, as far as rookie of the year, I would say right now it's definitely gonna be Kareem Hunt. There's you don't n- think Fournette? Dude, Kareem Kareem Hunt has been consistent every week, and he's been a big play guy. He 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 can do it all. He can catch it out of the backfield. He's Scored long touchdowns, catching the ball deep down the field even. And he, when you watch him run, he's such a mature runner. He He's very decisive where he wants to go with the ball, and he hits the hole the right way. And I just think, not to say the Leonard Fournette does not, but I think you see the Chiefs being 5-0 and now. The Chiefs are going to end up being the better team by the end of the year. And I think that is really, I mean, that is, Kareem Hunt wins a popularity contest. I'll give you that. And that leads me into my Super Bowl pick, which. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's going there. I really
0: think that it'll be a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl. So I was thinking a lot about this earlier today. And I was almost going back with the retro 60s Packers-Chiefs. I think it's tough to beat a team twice. I think you've rattled Big Tom's cage. Tom the Bomb is going to come back. He's going to get his. I'll say Packers Patriots. He's already somewhere. got his. He, he's already got his. <laughs> he wants some more. I'll say Packers <laughs> Patriots. But it sounds like we both we both got the pack. Uh, Green Bay has got got one more run in him.
1: See, I think Tom Brady has one more run in him.
0: Oh, I I definitely agree.
1: That defense doesn't, though. That defense uh, can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe they they are with the Colts in uh, being one of the worst defenses in the fourth quarter. So, if they, I mean, this defense last year, they don't win that Super Bowl because their defense, like I said, yeah. is awful. But, I don't know. I, could, I mean, I could definitely see the Patriots. If anybody can flip a switch it's at there. the right time, if Patriots is one of those teams. I just think this year, I think Alex Smith basically brought that 49ers team to a Super Bowl, gave them that great season as their quarterback. I think it's his turn. I think he earned it the really hard way. That's what she said! We've <laughs> <laughs>
0: been grinding for years.
1: And I think I think it's his turn, and I think he looks like he's got laser focus. I, I mean, I feel like he doesn't even laugh anymore. He's just all football <laughs> all the time. And I, I, I think that team as a whole is ready to take the next step.
0: Andy Reid, too. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Well, kind of shifting gears, you know, we've got now less way less than a week. NBA right around the corner, oh, big yeah. tip off. I mean, before we get into because we're we're gonna have our picks, you know, we're gonna have our, our rundown, who we think's in, you know, our finals, MVP, rookie of the year in that guard. Um, <clears throat> but quickly, you know, the NBA news this week: big buco bucks for uh, for Joel Embiid. Buco bucks indeed. Big buco bucks. What do you think? Risky. Definitely.
1: That's my first. Uh, Understand. First adjective. For that deal, um, yeah, I don't know. He he hasn't played very many games. Thirty-one. In those games, in three years. <laughs> wow, that's not much more than a ten. What what is it? Like? Just over ten
0: games. That's about ten, 10 games a year. Yeah. Co- collectively, in three years, he has not made up a play time of half a season. N- not half even of close. One season.
1: Not even a quarter of a season. Well. Barely more than a quarter of a season. Yeah. In three years. So, um risky, yes. Um is he talented? Definitely. Definitely one of the most I would say he's one of the most talented NBA players, but I think one of the most underrated attributes of in any sport is availability.
0: Yeah, consistency, yep. reliability. Yeah. For sure. Being able to
1: be out there for your team. And like in the first half of this preseason game that he just played his first preseason game back, he puts up what tw- monster. Yeah, he was a monster in, in what, t- 10, 15 minutes, something yeah. like that? Just the very beginning of the game, basically. <sighs> I feel like that. I feel like the 76ers are going to deal with a whole lot of... He gets one quarter of the season. <laughs> he's a monster for one quarter, like he was in this preseason game. He's a monster for one quarter of the season. He might... I Now, I hope he's able to put it all together I think it would be fun to watch 76ers team kind of come alive you know oh yeah I mean the Eastern Conference is weak
0: definitely I mean they have two really good teams in the Celtics and Cavs well and looking at longevity you know it's not only weak there seems to be no future
1: yeah well you you
0: look at what's there and it's a very much you know
1: they gave all their good players to the Western
0: Conference yeah (laughs) Cleveland is a very aging roster it definitely is Toronto, even even Washington, they're not, you know, they're going to waste their best years Washington, chasing LeBron.
1: Washington is, they've sold out to the few guys that they have, and I feel as though now they're definitely cap-strapped to a point yeah. where they're going to have a lot of problems bringing in anybody to compliment Bradley Beal and John Wall. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to struggle. I, they're always going to be that, like the Hawks have been. Yeah, Solid middle of the road team. They're going to make
0: the playoffs. They're going to give fits. But they're not going to be able to take that next step. They don't have those pieces. Right. And, I mean, like you said, they're cap-strapped in a way that it would be tough to get them. But then also in the other sense, those pieces aren't really existing. They've all gone to super teams. Right. They're already all locked in with other places that. Washington is uh, an afterthought. Toronto's in the, in that sort of same boat where uh, yeah,
1: Toronto and Washington, it's like deja vu looking at both of those oh, teams. Yeah. <laughs> they remind me of each other. I mean, they are just they got they're their sort of guys, the, yeah, and they can't bring in anybody else. And they and the guys that they do bring in, uh, who was it last year? Toronto, just Toronto. Toronto, uh, Sir Djibaka. Yeah, so they brought in a guy like Serge Ibaka. It looks big on paper. But I don't think it really made a huge difference for him. Well, see, (sighs) maybe a year under his belt there. Maybe that changes things. I
0: don't know. I also think a big part is the landscape of the league. I'm still under the impression you have to have an elite superstar. A to, very elite to, uh, to win a championship the last team that really was able to pull this off was I, I would say I- in some liken, I guess the Spurs yeah Um. but I really the team that comes to mind is the Pistons the 0-4 Pistons mm-hmm. are really about the, but that's that's a, a freak show you know it's a, it's a sort of anomaly aside that's from right. that you have to have these Toronto I mean DeRozan very great what well, you know, top top five shooting guard, The top definitely. five at your position does not make you an elite superstar. It doesn't. Same Isaiah
1: cliche. Thomas was a one of the top point guards. If you look at statistics, one of the top point guards in the league last year. Would I consider him an elite superstar? Probably not.
0: No. And, uh, yeah, and that's not just big. You know, big names. Obviously, they're they're you know. It is a pretty getting to be a household type name.
1: No, you definitely.
0: But no, and I agree. And I think the same thing with John Wall. Will he get there? Wall's still young. Rosen's I think John
1: young. Wall has a very. They could blossom into that. I think John Wall started proving it last year in the playoffs against Celtics. Even, I'd, he, willed them to a win to keep that series alive and take it to a game seven, and I'd, if they could ever put pieces around him. Yeah, I think he is... You think he's enough? You
0: think think he would fit the bill? I think he
1: is... I think he fits the bill. But I don't think that Bradley Beal... Bradley Beal, I feel like, is... He's great. He's a great player. But he's not... He's tough to fit in, you know? Because you have to pay a guy like Bradley Beal a lot of money. And you're banking on him becoming very elite. But I don't – there's certain guys out there that never do become super elite like you need them to be. So I really yeah. – I hope Bradley Beal becomes
0: one of the most elite shooting guards in the league. He but won't.
1: He probably
0: won't. The window – not not to say that he's over the hill by any means. He's no, not at all. He's not too old all. in those senses. He just kind His of elevation seems to have career, Exactly. You can kind of tell the, the, the trajectory of a career. I think Kyrie – Came in about the same time. It, offhand, I, I can't exactly get the dates in the years around that same time as Wall. Him and Wall are at, at that same age level. Yeah, there is a very clear and noticeable difference amongst their career trajectories. Uh, now you can give some of that to, you know, some credit to one being around LeBron. You know, Walt Wall's never been able to be the benefactor of having the greatest player in the league on his team. To take the pressure off of him. Someone to learn from. Someone to, like I said, take that pressure off where he does not have to be the best. Right. Gives him some room to grow into his own. Maybe that's part of it. But even if it is, that's not going to happen. So if he's not able to get to that level on his own, he's not going to. Walls good. I'm not sure you can take it anywhere else. For fun, uh, you know, running down through through the East, I think Washington. I think they're the third best team in the West or the East. Excuse me, this year, I think Toronto ends up fourth, and I it's think definitely both of those tough teams, between
1: those two. Oh yeah, they, they get that one could go either way, but you definitely know that the Cavs and Celtics are going to be one and two,
0: whichever so, way that plays out. Exactly, and I think Boston gets the one. I think Cleveland gets the two, and like I said, Washington and Toronto get the three, the four. To me, those two teams out bounced out next very round Toronto to Boston Washington to to Cleveland and you know we just have this sort of same cycle of a year where at best they can hope for a a conference final loss really but now that you know now that Boston's really established themselves as long as they can play to what they are on paper
1: and barring something crazy in Cleveland they've shown a lot of good in the preseason They've shown, I know it's preseason, but they have shown that it. they might not get off to the slow start that someone predicted them to get yeah. off to. So, th- I mean, they could have a really strong season. They could, I think they have enough superstar talent and enough depth to really make a push in the playoffs and maybe even be too much for the Cavs. That, that definitely will be a fun series to watch, especially with Isaiah Thomas Kyrie Irving narrative.
0: I think some other storylines, especially out of the East, I think Milwaukee makes it back. I got them as a five seed. I got Charlotte. I got Detroit. And I got Philly rounding out my bottom bottom half of my playoffs uh, in that order. So that would, that would be interesting. I, I really think Philly can pan out. Uh, you know, to, to quickly get my thoughts on Joel Embiid. If he can stay healthy, I really think he's a game changer in the league. Not just for his team, But I'm talking about the way the game is played in the NBA. I think he's someone who can come back and sort of reestablish that dominant big man. Who can make the league who's, you know, it's all shifting to small ball. Yeah, and all shooters, kind of
1: the European-style centers. I think he can
0: be that guy that makes teams say, oh, shit, we got to go out. We got to get a big five. We got to have someone who's going to guard that rim for us. We got to have someone who can out-muscle this man down low.
1: Right. No, yeah. Joel Embiid definitely has the talent. <clears throat> yeah. It's a matter of staying healthy for him. Exactly. And it's hard telling what that
0: team can be because you haven't seen them play together. No. Well, and Simmons is so far <coughs> the same boat. Shows great upside. Shows, you know, but shows very limited because injury, you know. Right. We haven't gotten to see enough of him. Uh they could be, could go down as one of the greatest, you know, what ifs. Uh, definitely, if this, is, if this blows up, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you move a team out of Philly. What the hell do you do? Because um, definitely the, trusting the process, you know, it took long <laughs> enough, but you now have a squad or at least a couple guys where this is your good foundation. If this blossoms and they can stay healthy, great. If this doesn't work, I mean, what do you do? You can't restart the process and trust it again you have to <laughs> no you can't i, I don't know
1: yeah, i mean it's tough but
0: obviously you just better if it throw money work, at free agents and go with Windhouse. Uh, i mean yeah. that's it
1: if it, i mean if it doesn't work I don't out know. you have to i mean obviously you have to keep trying but yeah. i mean it's it's tough finding you have to get really lucky to be one of the greats Undoubt. yeah one of the great teams every everything has to fall out just right away
0: yeah, I think uh, on the west <laughs> uh the west
1: is the is the side where really I think the phew. most change is going to happen, obviously, all the yeah best players in the east all went to the all west to the west and yeah now I think the West is strong enough where you might see you know a warriors team get knocked off before the finals.
0: That might be wishful thinking, but I think you could be right. I I still, you know, I think they're going to they're going to have the best record in, in the league. Uh so definitely in the West. Definitely. Uh kind of edgy pick, I think Oklahoma City is that 2 seed. Okay, I, I'm over the Rockets. A, over the Rockets and over the Spurs. The Spurs are one team I'm really going to watch and I'm really curious because I think and I, you know, and I've said this before and I've been wrong. I think this could be the the time where we see the Spurs not have it
1: kind of start to decline
0: because really how <sighs> you know gasol's too old yes uh definitely i mean point guard wise you got paggy mills is starting while you know parker's out to start the year
1: they do have the murray the murray kid can't remember where he's from but he did look and not that he looked super promising but he looked like he looked like a good prospect. Somebody that you might be able to build on. He's good depth anyways. And they still have Tony Parker. Although he's How coming serviceable back he off of be? injury. And, and, and a, a severe at injury age, at that.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. Him, Manu, I don't know that those guys are very serviceable for much. I don't know that Paggy's going to be too serviceable. <laughs> I mean, obviously you've got Kawhi. Kawhi's great. That's Yeah, there's no doubting that. I'm not he saying these really guys are going to carry carries that weak.
1: team to what? Him and Popovich, the way that he coaches, yeah. carry that team to all the wins that they get now, and it, it you might see him fall off. I
0: mean, if Aldridge doesn't get his head right, and even if he does, there might just be too much talent through the rest that you know they're they're a four seed, something like that, kind of a middle of the road, and not really pushing for a conference finals type of team. Right. You I mean, know, it's it, they're gonna they're in a transition period.
1: And there's definitely not yet, and there's not enough there. No. That, to really – where you could consider them a threat to what's above them, what's going to be those top three seeds most yeah. likely. I just don't – yeah, I can. I definitely see what you're saying with the Spurs. I think this is the year that you see them
0: kind of drop off a little bit. Minnesota. That's obviously an exciting watch. And they were in the bottom of the West last year. Bottom of the West. I think they got the five. I think they're in. I think they're in the playoffs. Oh,
1: they're definitely I think they're definitely a l- jump
0: way up. That Jimmy Butler move, especially I I think that was what really sold I mean Carl Anthony Towns definitely tremendous young young player, but I think adding someone that's a little bit more veteran, like Jimmy And that's what play really play him alongside
1: sold Andrew Wiggins. Yeah.
0: Is great young
1: young kid and then got to get better on defense. Yeah, definitely. I mean,
0: but I think I think they're good enough. They have the pieces though to build something that lasts for a while. And you're going to call me crazy. But I got em in. I got em in at the 8. I got the Lakers. The La- the lake show <laughs> at the 8.
1: Speak it into existence. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Led by my rookie of the year, Mr. Lonzo Ball.
1: I also have Lonzo Ball as the rookie of the year.
0: I mean, even if he can even just do a fraction, you know, put up moderate numbers, I feel like they're going to give it to him. It kind of just has that sort of feeling that he's going to get it.
1: Well, he's, unless he's going to be used about twice as much as – true. Other than maybe Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz, I think, is the only one that truly has a shot at beating him out for Rookie of the Year. But like Jason Tatum for the Celtics, he's gonna come off the bench. I think the usage, rate the usage of, alone. of Lonzo Ball, is going to win him the
0: Rookie of the Year. And I and I'm convinced he's gonna average a double double. He's definitely. I think circa around be close. twelve. The 13 points per game, something in that ballpark. And I think something about 10 to 12 assists per game. Yeah. I think Ingram. And that, and that was another he person He could get I think.
1: a lot of rebounds with his size
0: at the point guard. Position. He really can. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I could see him averaging definitely not going to do a triple-double yet. Maybe no. down the line, more Steve Nash-type triple-doubles, you know. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I really think they could they could make that eight. And maybe I'm just trying, uh, maybe that's a bit wishful thinking, but I got that. I got my LeBron, my LeBron. I got MVP I got, I got it being LeBron. I think we're gonna see a very thirsty and hungry LeBron, right? I think I think kind of freeing him of Kyrie is gonna help give that too, where if they really have a solid season, I think it's easier to give it to him too. And, I mean, I think it's just one of those everyone else is so depleted slash with everyone else having these super teams. You know, you look at someone like James Harden. James Harden going to get an MVP nod when he's got Chris Paul on his team. Is Russ going to get an MVP when he's got uh, Paul George and Carmelo on his team? Right. Is anyone from OKC going to get it when they have – when they play for OKC? Right. You know. Maybe maybe Kawhi, but if they struggle in the ways that I think they do, then it's hard to imagine an MVP being on a, you know, a three or four seed team. You See, know,
1: I actually I have my MVP going to Kevin Durant,
0: oh.
1: <coughs> and my thoughts on the Cavaliers is that I think they got a lot of good pieces. To that team. I think definitely for... They're trying to win now. You're yes. always trying to win now when you have LeBron James on your team. Um, but I'm afraid that they might start breaking down as the season rolls on. Because they have a lot of veterans on that team yeah. that are potentially injury prone.
0: J.R., Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose.
1: Yeah. LeBron Kevin Love could... One of these years – He's on borrowed time. LeBron is going to fall off. It happens to everyone. Fifteen years. You never know when it's going to happen, and it could be this year. Yeah. And so that's – I mean, that's why I straight away from picking LeBron, and LeBron does it year in and year out, and I think people have taken that for granted at this True. point. And I, people – he's, he's got had, he had gra- he's had great seasons the past couple – of years. Yeah. And
0: completely overlooked for the MVP. Yeah. La- last year was arguably, holistically, maybe his best year ever. And one of the best years for basketball. Yeah. And but, to be fair, we also saw the triple-double battle between Harden and Durant. Or, Harden and Westbrook. Yeah. So.
1: No, yeah, that was... I mean, it was hard not to give it to Westbrook. He deserved it. Yeah, yeah. no, he definitely deserved it. But, I think... Honestly, I think the reason I picked Kevin Durant for MVP is because I think he gets a lot more comfortable in that offense, even more comfortable than he already looked. And I think – I just think he – all this off – some of his off-season struggles, I think he comes back from that and he shows out and has a, a fantastic year. And I think – I think the Warriors win a ton of games and he – Ends up with that, with that award. I believe he wins okay. the MVP just based on the team's success and, and being probably the biggest focal point in it.
0: All right, so we're just about out of time, Brian. I want, I'll uh, give me your give me your take then. We got your Rookie of the Year, your MVP. You got Lonzo Ball and then Kevin Durant. I got Lonzo Ball and LeBron. Uh, I got Cleveland winning the finals. Who you got in the finals? Who you got winning?
1: I honestly, I, I have the Warriors. I Warriors think. again. Yeah, and I I hate to say that, I don't hate to say it. I, mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're great. Yeah. And, and we could see, you know, the next potentially three to four years with them there. I mean, the West is a lot stronger, but, you know, yeah. I I had it. My pick is Warriors Celtics in the championship. Of what I s- said earlier about the Cavs and them kind of eroding as the season goes on, I think that allows the Celtics to get past them and get to the Warriors. And then I think the Celtics, as fresh and as new as they are to each other, and that team, the, the team's just not, I think, one season under their belt with all the new guys, all the young depth, I think the Warriors end up beating them like something like 4 to 2, maybe. F- Mm. you know it's it's tough i j ju- i think they I don't think they really have a problem with the Celtics once they get to the champion to the finals.
0: Could very well be the case
1: but th- I think that's i think it's the warriors and I think it's Celtics, in, Celtics.
0: in the finals well, one last hot take Give it to me uh, it's about game time who's got who, who's got it tonight game five in Washington cubs nationals
1: you know without having that little break you know i think in the cubs and uh, granted the nationals had to they had to travel back there as well but like i said earlier today they're going home they're going where they're most comfortable playing I think th- I think it just – they show – I feel like they showed that they were probably a little bit better than the Cubs throughout this year. I feel like they were more consistent. And I think that's going to show out in this last game.
0: I think I agree. I think Nationals take it. But I, I, I have a hard know.
1: time betting against them at home, especially after yeah, – they're just – I just feel like the Cubs – haven't been able to get it going against them. Even when they won the other
0: night. It kinda of, they kinda of just squeaked it out. Washington's definitely struggled. They uh, in my opinion I think they, they, they have their bats and themselves to blame if they if they can't pull this one out. Yeah,
1: that I mean both teams have kind of just squeaked past each other for all their wins. It
0: hasn't been nobody's really
1: dominated each other. No.
0: Well, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, This is all for today, Thursday, October the 12th of 2017. We're going to see you guys on Tuesday. Yes, sir.